Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus the newcastle natter is back for the season by labrooks Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined on the phone this week by Dave Watson. That was a great intro. Thank you. A bit of pageantry there. Yeah, it was nice. It's good. You need a build-up. I kind of felt like a a wrestler. Yeah, Yeah. it's all turned into, who's that guy that does the boxing announcements? He has paid a fortune. I don't know his name, but let's get ready to rumble. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, thanks for that. It That's all right. Pe- pepped me right up. Yes, I had the um, I had a quarterly business update conference thing today with about five hundred other people who work for the same company. A quarterly See, business update. Yeah, just yeah. This, this is this is my life now. <laughs> I mean, that that sounds like slang for masturbating. If I'm honest. <laughs> oh, it was the most dry thing. I mean, you know, I love a stat, but when you're yeah. just getting bombarded with this is our projected growth and this is our growth over time uh, just uh, if it had been about go. xg in the premier league though oh yeah I think then you would have be, been. Oh, yeah yeah definitely but yeah so uh this i've been looking forward to this since about nine o'clock this morning just because oh. <laughs> it was that dire how have you been I'm all right. I actually wanted to use this as a forum for our quarterly business updates. So <laughs> I hate to disappoint you. I'm all Sponsors- right, yeah. Sponsorship by Watney's has gone down 100%. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> devastating. We need a new sponsor. Any uh, magnates out there who want to... Uh, mm. What's the word? Sponsor us? Who want to pump their millions into us. <laughs> I'd, I'd really like a magnet magnate. Yes. Yeah. That's attractive. It's, it's a nice idea. I get nothing for that's attractive. Fuck you, man. Oh, I didn't even... It... <laughs> right, fine. Let's talk about football instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. I think we should rattle through the the pre like the Man City and Spurs games. Um, Since we last uh, did a pod, we were mm. quite scared. Yeah. And I, I said, I've never been more confident of a result than us losing to Man City. And yeah. lo and behold, we wouldn't beat them. 
it's an incredible game. Um, I think finally we saw the perfect um, execution of Benitez's tactics. Yeah. You know, roll the dope, take it on the chin, and then a couple of couple of body punches. Um, so um, didn't start well, stuck to the game plan, restricted their chances, kept it compact and narrow, forced their wide men to come into us, um, which stopped them getting in behind us. Um, yeah. Um, we did make them look quite average when you consider at the weekend just gone, they beat Chelsea 6-0. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if that pumping was a was almost like a direct um, reaction to, to 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 our game because I mean they, they they stormed out the blocks against us and they they then they took the foot off the gas. I think there was a bit of complacency. Whereas yeah. against Chelsea, they took the you know they stormed out the blocks and the first ten minutes it was some of the most electric football I've seen in the Premier League for years. It was wonderful to watch. Um, I thought we played well. I thought Rondon's goal was well made and well taken. Yeah, um, Rondon did what he seems to be doing a lot now. Of just, he's made of glue. The ball just doesn't come off him. It's it's, it's nice to see because that's what we were, we were lacking in the early games. Yeah, because um, I mean the ball just kept coming back from Hustle. Bless him, he, he did his best, but it just wasn't good enough. Um, and it just brings all the players into the game, which which is. What we need from a from a, a leading man. Thought the penalty was nailed on. Yes, uh, you know there's there's no controversy about that. And Longstaff as well winning it. I think one thing that terrified us going into that game was the idea of Longstaff, uh, Longstaff and Hayden mm. starting. And they were it. immense. Yeah, and have been since. And you now think, are they? Does anyone deserve to come in when they're fit? Now you look at Shelby, Diarme, and Key. They're yeah. not necessarily walking back into that team, especially in front of Longstaff. No, I was going to mention that after the, we spoke about the Wolves game, so I might touch on it later. Um, I thought, defensively, I thought Shar and Lejeune were excellent, but Lascelles didn't have a good game. No. Um, but yeah, just I think, I, I think plenty has been said in the media about the Man City game. I think um, Guardiola's praise for Longstaff and Hayden was justified. Um, and I think it that result justifies Benitez's approach in previous games against the the, the bigger clubs, um, because that's that's what he wants us to do in in every game. And we've been unlucky because of referee decisions or because of like uh, one or two errors, like individual errors or something. But that game, fantastic, really, really good. Yeah, and it nearly worked again. Spurs away. Yeah. Yeah, almost identical setup. Um, I don't think we made many um, personnel changes. You know, it was still Hayden and Longstaff in the middle because of, you know, because of injuries. Um, still with Rondon up front. Um, I think we rolled our luck a little more than we did in the Man City game. You know, we had goal line clearances from Shah, blocks by Lascelles and and Shah and Lejeune, and uh, pretty sure they hit the woodwork, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we did. Rondon hit the hit the woodwork as well um, with that chance. But, um, but we weren't down, but... we weren't particularly hard done by in that game. No, I no. I, I, I mean, I think we were we were good for a point in in as much as any team that goes anywhere looking for a point. I think we you know we we did that. And but for a, a Dubravka brain fart, I think we would have got it. Yeah, um, more on that later as well. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I don't think again. I don't think there's much to talk about in 
in the Spurs game. Beyond that, I don't think there were any, you know, there wasn't like a, a red card that was missed or a penalty shout that we had that we didn't get. I mean, th- there was a chance where Atu was in the box and he got pushed. I think it was Atu who got pushed, um, but he didn't go down and we didn't get the penalty. But I would have been surprised to get that penalty. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's much to talk about. So we can move swiftly. Let's move right on to Wolves yeah. away. I hate, I hate playing Wolves. Yeah, unbelievable. Like the last game, it was the 94th minute winner. And this game, it was the 90... Well, it was 94 of 94 they scored in the first game. And yeah. it was 95 of 94 in this game. It was 95 um, something as well. So it's technically the 96th minute. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is... To complain about the time is is folly because it's a minimum of four minutes stoppage time. Yeah, and we and made a substitution at the start yeah. of the stoppage. And time. also, doesn't matter if 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 the if the referee says oh it's four minutes and the game goes on for six minutes, then you just got to defend better for those six minutes. You don't you don't yeah. switch off when it gets to the ninety fourth, ninety plus four minute. You keep playing until the referee says all right, that's it. Um, I think. I think let's you know, start at the beginning. It was yeah. pretty much the same lineup as the other game. Was it almost exactly the same? We thought we might see our new left wing back, whose name I obviously Bereka. remember, Bereka. Mm. But he's he was he even on the bench? I don't know if he no, he wasn't selected. Now I don't know if that's just because we had um, players available. That could have taken his his spot on on the bench. I don't know, but it could just be that he's only just joined. Yeah. So um, he he might not be up to up to speed yet. Maybe he didn't impress in training. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. He's a loan deal that he'll he might take a while to to bed in. That's totally understandable. We seemed a bit more confident we have of late, and a little bit more attacking. It was the same formation, but we weren't. It's not like the games against the top six where we've been camped in our own no. half and then having the odd counter attack. So I, I was chatting to some, like one of my mates, and um, we we started well. You know, we looked like we were pushing out, and then there there was a period. You you and your friend started the chat well and looked like you were pushing out. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then it just went a bit bland. Now I think um, yeah, the first like maybe. He's, 10 minutes or so, we were adventurous. And then after that 10-minute spell, we just seemed to really drop back into our shell. Now, that could have been that Wolves were getting some joy and they were getting a lot of joy down their left-hand side, down our right. Yes. Um, I, I think, think... There's, there's one reason for that. Yedlin had... It seems to happen once a season. Yedlin has a game where you think he may never have played football before. <laughs> I know he's he's still very good going forward, but he just it's like he runs in different ways. There were a couple of tackles where he just ran into players nowhere near the ball. He just I don't know. It's like he 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 was abject. Yeah, Um, he really really was. And I think that the it wasn't just. I mean, I know you say he was decent going forward, but even going forward, he wasn't putting in decent crosses. And there was there was one particular a run of about. I don't know, like 20 seconds where twice he tried to put the ball in, twice he didn't get past the first man. And then when it came back the, the, the from the, the second attempted cross, he tried a volley. Oh, that was his scissor kick that went yeah, absolutely horribly nowhere. wrong. I think as well, um, when you think of the pace he's got, 
he regularly finds himself one on one with the fullback and just <clears throat> squares it to whoever's yeah. in there, like Longstaff or Hayden. You just just run. Just do that. Yeah. That seems to work. It's your one that. skill. <laughs> I thought I thought the their left hand side, I thought they they handled him I mean they they, they definitely um uh, identified him as a as as a weak link. Uh, yeah. they did so in the the um, the reverse fixture, and I think his his poor performance um, laid bare some of Cher's, Char's frailties. I thought he had a decent game when I was watching it live, but I've since had conversations and because I was saying, "Well, he made loads of tackles," and then I actually looked and no, he didn't. He, he made a few interceptions, um, but no, he, he was Cher was apparently pretty bad. Yeah, um, Lejeune had a little bit of that. Like Lejeune had a few good covering tackles, but the passing of Cher and Lejeune didn't yeah. seem up to the usual level that it has been. Although Cher did get an assist, he did. Um, I mean, I think I think a lot of that had to do with a goalkeeping error by Patricio. Um, yeah, I think it was the worst goalkeeping error of the game. We'll come on to the other one, but he's he's escaped a lot of the coverage just by our goalkeeping error coming right at the death. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, but Hayden took, you know, he, the shot was low, hard, and asked the keeper a question, which is I can't I can't remember Patricio making. Was the question, "Are you a shit goalkeeper?" <laughs> but you know, he didn't. He didn't like. Um, I can't remember Patricio making any outstanding saves or, or no. even very good saves. Were, or, most of Rondon's efforts were pretty tame and straight at him. Um, there was a header chance in the second half and there was a, a shot in the first half. Uh, the shot came in the first like 10 minutes or so. Where yeah, they were pretty, very routine. Yeah. Um, but to talk about Hayden a bit, I, I've been slating the guy and... To be fair, in the last three games, he's looked... I mean, he's still shit, because yeah. they're all shit, but he's looked a lot better. Yeah, he's looked quite decent. I don't know if he'll necessarily keep his place. No. But then who... I mean, we'll... we'll I mean, now's as good a time to talk about it as any, I suppose. Um, when, now that um, Key and Diame are both apparently going to be fit for the, the Huddersfield game, which is our next game in... in Two weeks. Um, do you do you drop Hayden? Do you drop Longstaff? I, I mean, I wouldn't personally drop Longstaff, but I think a lot of that is the bias of him being very young and looking decent. But he was man of the match last night. He's been one of, if not our best players in like the last three or four games. I, don't, I think he's pretty close to undroppable at the minute. Yeah. He's been, he's been doing the sort of D'Army role of screening as well, but he's got quite a bit about him going forward. So I think mm-hmm. you could still bring D'Army in for Hayden and play Longstaff in the Hayden role of a little further forward. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would play D'Army or if I would play if I would play Key and Longstaff mm. um, because then you've got two players who play a very similar role that can they can both. Put pressure on the um, the attacking midfielders. They can both, you know, they're not they're not David Batty or 
They're not going to put in crunching tackles or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you, you could you could certainly make a case for Key and uh, Longstaff. I'm not. I don't think Diame. I don't think he's got that mobility um, that he did in the second half of last season because um, he was all over the pitch every game. But I, I, I think he's. I don't know. Maybe he's he's a busted flush. I don't know. But I'd certainly. I, I'd be quite happy to see Longstaff and Key. Yeah. Or you could play a midfield three and have Hayden, Longstaff, Key as that midfield three with um, with Almiron up ahead of them, and 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 then you've got a very solid, you know, central midfield who where Key and Longstaff they've got the passing ability to. I mean, it's not. John Joe Shelby passing ability, but then they're not going to stamp on. No, but foot. Longstaff's not too far off. I was watching Longstaff a lot as well, comparing him to Shelby. He does have that sort of wide spreading ball in him, but he's, his decision making looks a lot better than Shelby's as well. Yeah. Shelby will get the ball and just spray it out wide regardless. Longstaff, if a pass isn't on, generally just retains possession, mm. passes he's it getting... sideways, waits till he gets a chance. He's looking. Like quite a mature midfielder already. Yeah, that's that's the phrase I would have used as well, mature. Because he, he, a lot of times when you see a, a, a young player come into the ranks, they're flying about the place. You yes. know, they're, they're trying to make an impression. Whereas Longstaff doesn't seem to be doing that. You know, he's always happy to get the ball, and he's always asking for the ball. He uses it well, but like you say, he's not. He's not like. He's not looking for the the, the Hollywood moment. No, there were a few last night as well where he had shooting opportunities outside the box and just you could see him making a decision of like, that's just going to give possession back, keep hold of it. Yeah, um, there was one in particular where, where he was attacking the end that the Newcastle fans were, were stood in and um, they all cried cried out for him to shoot and he flatly ignored them and passed the ball out to, to Richie who was in a decent position and was able to put a cross in. So, yeah. Absolutely, I, I think he's a terrific young player. He's he's proven in the last few games that he can mix it with the best teams in the in the the country, and also he can you know he can he can play against lesser teams. Like yeah. with all due respect, Wolves. Although I think to, the real to, question is who are we going to sell him to eventually? Because <laughs> that, that's going to happen. Let's get let's he's, get prepared he's perfect for, that for Man U. I'd say yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to say that I think um, Wolves deserve a lot of credit because I think they were I would say that they are the best team that we've faced outside of the top like outside of Man City, Man U, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Um, I think Wolves have been superb. They're better than they play better football than Everton, than Leicester, than you know yeah. a lot of those teams who are up there. I'd say Wolves. Not only have they got the playing nice football, but the the endeavours there, the intelligence is there. No, I think they're a cracking. Yeah, they score a lot of late goals. Still hate playing yeah. them though. Oh yeah, they're... and we'll we'll move on to their late goal after this short break and these wonderful messages. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome back, Dave. Hello. It was all going so well. Yeah. I Weirdly, 
I normally get very tense in games where we only have a one goal lead and very sort of negative thinking we're not going to do this. I was really relaxed. I just had a feeling that we were going to see it out and they weren't going to score. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but I think it's because a lot of like a lot of their chances in the um well, a lot of their chances were from places where we would be comfortable defending it from. So yeah. they didn't I mean um Dubravka did to my mind he made two like excellent saves that kept us in the game. Um early doors, including that one that he, you know, it came through to him through a, a, a Yeah, field he saw of that very late, didn't he? And he held on to it and I think that's, you know, to his to his absolute credit. Um but no I, I, I I get it. Like I, I'm similar to yourself in that I wasn't as nervous as I have been, but then I think that's perhaps maybe we underestimated wolves. Um, and you can't underestimate wolves. Not if, no, not of the wolves <laughs> fan that you were retweeting. Oh Is Jesus! That, what was it? Um, this did make oh, me laugh. It was. Uh, you've been. Hang on, I'll find it. You you talk yeah. about the their goal and I'll find that thing. Dave, I don't have the capabilities to fill time on my own. Oh, please. All okay. right, two seconds. Wolves? No, no, I've got it. Uh, I've got it. Um, I was just going to talk about wolves, the species, for a bit. While you... <laughs> the wolves fans tweeted out, watch the clock, Rafa. Maybe if your sub had ran off rather than walked off, you might have won. You were hunted down and bitten by the wolf. Tough luck. <laughs> it's hard not to imagine that screamed by a Japanese teenager for some reason. I don't know why. It just sounds right. It's a bloody aha lyric. That's what it is. Is it? <laughs> no, but it should be. I was thinking hungry hungry like the wolf. That's Duran Duran, isn't it? You're bitten by the wolf. Bitten by the wolf, yeah. Now the so there's a few things to unpack about the, their equalising goal. Um, the the time it took for, like I said before, you, you've got to play the the final whistle, and you have to. Yeah. Um, so you can't use that as an excuse, especially when you've used the substitute during the, you know, the the added time to to kill the game. There was an there was a, a point where um, Rondon had it in the corner, and uh, rather than just sticking his backside out, planting his feet and killing 10, 15, 30 seconds, doing whatever. Doing the Shearer. Doing the Shearer. Um, he, you know, he rolled the ball through to Almiron, who put in a decent cross and Perez could have scored. Yeah, I mean, it, was it a, wasn't it was a bad a decent chance. chance, but it was a half chance. Um, could, could Rondon have held on to the ball for a bit longer? Perhaps. Don't know. Was Almiron fouled? I'd say yes. In the build-up to the goal, yeah, I think he yeah, was. Yeah, um, But then the cross comes in. But then you defend that because you haven't got the, the, the foul. The, the cross comes in. I think it, it is a foul on the keeper. And I think Dubravka should have done better. Ah. Does that make sense? Sky Sports wouldn't like you having, having a nuanced view in both camps. <laughs> the hell are you playing at, Dave? Pick a team. <laughs> Does Dubravka need to be executed or carried through the streets on our shoulders? That's the question. Do we yeah. hate him or do we still like him? <sighs> this is, this is yeah. modern football, Dave. You can't have nuance. No. I mean, how, what was Because at the time, 
um, when the when the when the cross went in, I thought that's gone out. And yeah, I don't yeah. think there was any threat of a goal, and then suddenly it was in the back of the net, and I was instinctively looking for the referee because you just think, well, that doesn't look like a goal that's normally allowed. So I think no. there's a couple of things. I wasn't sure if it's a foul. The still images of it make it look like it's a foul, but then you can do that with still images. They're pretty starved of context. Yeah, but, uh, was it Bolly? Yeah. His, shoulder, his arms were on Dubravka, but that doesn't mean he was necessarily holding him down, stopping him from getting up. No. And you can pick uh, out a still frame from a film sequence that looks like that. I think Dubravka should have done better, but he was being impeded. Yeah. Whether it's a foul or not, it's definitely one that normally the referee would give as a foul. Yes, that's that's where I'm at. That he was impeded and not and unfairly, in my opinion, he was impeded unfairly, which, like you say, most refs would give. So it's it's a tough kick in the nuts. But if yeah. you'd asked us before the um, before the game. Uh, would you take a 1-1 draw? I think we'd all happily have taken a 1-1 yeah. draw. Four points from those three games. Uh, Man City, Spurs and Wolves away. Yeah, definitely I would I would have taken that because I would have expected maybe one. So four points from those. It was a good performance, unlucky, and we can feel aggrieved and take that aggravation into the, the Huddersfield game after the yeah. war. I think there was, there was a feeling amongst Newcastle fans or rational ones anyway, that we might be in the bottom three after these games, but then we've got a better run coming up. The fact that we're not in the bottom three, I think, is a bonus. You can't really argue with taking those points from those games. I definitely would have taken a draw before last night's game. Yeah. But the manner in which we lost it is that it's not the first time. I think we've dropped, I think it's seven points in the last few minutes of games, which would be level with Leicester if we hadn't dropped those. If you look at both Wolves games, the Man U game, Cardiff, yeah, missed the penalty. I can't remember the other one, but I th- I worry that um, I mean, is is that a mentality thing of the the players on the pitch? Because that's when you need the team leaders to be, you know, wandering around the pitch, reminding everybody, yeah, playing till the whistle. Is it that? Have we just been unlucky? Because I, I would argue that in many games, the referee would have blown up for full time before Wolves got their equaliser. And yeah. also, many games, the referee would have blown up for full time in uh, the reverse fixture when Wolves got their winner. Um, the Cardiff, I mean, did we deserve uh, three points from that game? I don't think so. I think we were dog shit. And I think, you know, that was a fair result. Yeah, some of them caught. have been fair results, but we've also we've had bad luck in those games as well, especially the Wolves games. Yeah. Um, but, hey, like you say, we've got an easier run coming up. Um, and, and frankly, our run-in, when you compare it to the rest of the teams down there, we've got a really favourable run-in. You know, we've... Yeah, so our next five games, Huddersfield, Burnley, West Ham, Everton, Bournemouth. That's not the worst run-in. No. I mean, we've we've had this discussion every season, I think, where 
are, is it easier to face teams who are, you know, whose league whose league season's over? So you look at you're looking at teams like West Ham, Everton, Bournemouth, um, Leicester. Uh, arguments to be made for Brighton as well. Um, those those games are going to be against teams with nothing to play for. Now, I think you look at Brighton; they're right in the mix for the relegation battle. They are now. But I by think the we time... sort of. Assu- I think there's a thing with Brighton where you assume because they're always clear of it, they're not going to be in trouble. But they look like they might this year because we play as well. Our last four games: Southampton, Brighton, Liverpool, Fulham. So mm. three of those are relegation rivals. So it is. It is sort of our destiny is going to be of our own making. I think. Yeah, and when you compare the, that to say the, you know the the teams like like Burnley, I'm I'm pretty sure Burnley stick in my mind as as a team with a, a very tough run in Huddersfield. I mean, let, let's let's be frank. Huddersfield are down. Yeah, I mean, Huddersfield and Fulham, you'd have to say, are down. You you would expect them to be comfortably relegated before we meet um, before Fulham before we meet Fulham. Sorry, yeah, um, yeah. This ties a, down yeah. into a uh, there's a Twitter question actually. Archie Lawson says, "Who do you think will go down this season?" Well, Fulham and Huddersfield. <laughs> I think that's the yeah. that's the easy one. After that. It's annoying that Cardiff beat Southampton at the weekend. Yeah, but Car- Cardiff... I think Cardiff are at their peak. You know, they're having a, a... They've won two on the bounce. And then, I mean, who've they got next? And the, well, so Right, so you've got... Cardiff and Southampton are in 17th and 18th position. Um, they're the teams that are, I would say, at most risk... Hasenhutl seems to have improved the the, the performance of Southampton, um, but he's not really getting all the rewards for that. No, um, I think when Danny Ings plays, they seem to do a lot better than when he doesn't. But so when I was when I mentioned Burnley before, because their last their their last um, five games at home to Cardiff, great. Then it's away to Chelsea, at home to Man City, away to Everton, at home to Arsenal. Those last four games are, you could easily see them getting no points from those last four games. I don't know, Everton and Arsenal, especially end of season Arsenal. If If it was Burnley of a few weeks ago, I would say yes, but they seem to have hit a run of form now ever since Joe Hart got out of the team and Tom Heaton came back they look a different team but then you look at their next few fixtures then and it's uh, at home with Tottenham no easy task and then it's away to us where I don't know if we're a good enough team to be you know they're not going to get anything from us but then you know they've got Crystal Palace Liverpool uh, Leicester Wolves again that's not an easy run because Crystal Palace they're not easy but there's enough Teams in there who might not have anything to play for. I see what you're saying, but I think Burnley seem like a different prospect who could well pull clear. For me, I think Cardiff is still the most likely, despite a couple of good performances. Mm. You look at how poor they were when we played them. Yeah. And I do think Warnock 
has got real pedigree and skill at getting teams relegated from the Premier League. Yeah. I think he can do it again. I mean, Burnley are like fifth in the form table, so you might have a very good point there. Um, and the, the teams who are doing badly, the ones that you mentioned, yeah, Fulham and Huddersfield, but Brighton, like you said, Leicester and West Ham and Everton, they're all they're all the bottom six yeah. six sides in the form table. So those are the teams who already have nothing to play for. So who to go down? I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Southampton. Uh, I'm gonna say Cardiff, but I I'd be happy with Southampton. Yeah, I think what the takeaway is neither of us think it's gonna be us. No, but stranger things have happened. <laughs> I wouldn't be massively surprised either. Should we get on to no. other listener questions? I did say we were going to preview games, but we've not got a game. Although we have got a friendly against CSKA Moscow. Yeah. In our I mean, Spanish we've got training camp. I'd, because I did a, a little bit of research, we'll just very briefly touch on Huddersfield. They're rock bottom on 11 points. They've no win in 13 games in the, in the Premier League. In that time, they've scored six and they've conceded 26. And 10 of their 11 points have come from teams in the bottom half. Ironically, their last win was away at Wolves. Mm. So because I did that they research... Bit the wolf. I to, <laughs> they, they bit the wolf, yeah. But why didn't um, we do that? No, because, you know, referees are corrupt. Uh, what questions have you got? Okay, we have got... I should have been a bit more prepared for this. Peter Dars asks, why won't... Almiron be another. Oh, actually, we didn't talk about Almiron coming on. Let's do that quickly before this question. Sure. He's quick, isn't he? Fuck me, he's rapid. He looked but... mental when he. He looked like he was playing on a different speed setting to everyone else. <laughs> what I loved about it is so it's his introduction, it's away from home. The team's, you know, under, under the. Not under the cosh, but like, obviously, like, Wolves are a better side than us right now. He came on and he, he just didn't seem faced by it no. at all. He wanted the ball. He was dyna- like dynamic. He was direct. He, he was mad. He looked yeah. like he was literally on fire. That was lovely. He's a weird-looking fella, but he yeah. <laughs> he has got a touch of the, uh, yes, master. <laughs> about well, him. Have you ever seen the cartoon of Mr. Bean? No, I don't think so. The, the, there's an there's a, like animated cartoon of Mr. Oh, Bean. Oh, yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah, and that was my first reaction. Was like, oh, he's a weird looking bugger, but he's a player. And he looks very quick with the ball as well, which I like. Yeah, can't wait to see him uh, like bedded into the side, used to how we play, and um, running at teams like Huddersfield, like you know Fulham, and, and teams with yeah. suspect defences who are either going to foul them, great, or the not going to be able to keep up with him. I think against he, the bigger teams as well, or the, the sort of top half teams, where we've been let down so much, it's just not quite being clinical enough on the counter attack or having the pace. You sort of think yeah. when it comes to Atsu, isn't, him and Perez don't often have the ideas to get past a player, whereas you, you get the feeling Almiron will. Yeah. He feels like the sort of player who'll win us a few penalties as well. So he, he do you remember when. Uh, Gutierrez first burst onto the scene. Oh, there's the that Man U game, fa- wasn't there, Wade? Yeah. Ran. The, the amount of fouls Gutierrez would win 
when there was little to no danger, but he, you know, he put himself in a position where they they had to foul him to stop him carrying on, or he, you know, buy a foul. Um, I think Almiron will do the same, and that yeah. in itself relieves pressure because, it, you know, it's a corner ball falls for Almiron. He sprints off. You know that the ball's not going to come straight back because he's going to get fouled or it's going to go out for a corner or it's going to go out for a, a throw-in down that way. You know, he just looks that kind of, uh, like, release valve. Uh, and that's in 20 minutes of... Yeah, let's not get our hopes up, but he's going to be the best player we've ever had. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so back to I'm Peter Daz's question. Yeah. Why won't Almiron be another Cabela slash Tovan? Is Almiron faster than Yedlin? Does Yedlin need a little more confidence to beat his man or put a decent ball in because he can do it? Does Rondon have the hardest role or is he always knackered at 80 because he's such a unit? Uh, so first part of that, uh, why won't Almiron be another Cabela Tovan? Because he's been bought for the team that we've got and the requirements of the team instead of being bought with a view to selling him on in... yeah. You know, 18 months. He's been heavily scouted. I mean, we've been linked with this kid for, what, 18 months? Um, we've been we've been doing our due diligence on him. He hasn't come cheap. You know, we haven't got him at a bargain rate. He's, um, I don't think he'll be that kind of player. And also, all the noise you hear from um, all the, the people who've been watching him more closely, they've all said that he's hardworking, that he's, um, you know, he's a team player, that he's determined, and all this kind of stuff that you didn't hear about Cabela and Tovan. All you heard was they're very, you know, they've got a trick in their locker. And they're, yeah, they're he's not great just a technically gifted player. He does no, seem yeah. mentally he to be... Sorry. He does seem yeah. mentally sort of cut above that level of play that we've had before. Yeah. Is he faster than Yedlin? I want to see him. The dream is for the two of them to be um, in a counter-attack yeah. together. Cause he looked, well he looked fast last night. He looked... It was kind of like in Mario when you get invincibility. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. He's moving in ten directions at once. Miguel Almario and... No, it's Almiron, Dave. No, no, right. so you've, got, um, you've got his name wrong. <laughs> Does Yedlin need a little more confidence to beat his man or put a decent ball in? Uh, it says because he can do it. I'm not sure he can do it. Yeah, I think he needs to just be a slightly better player. Yeah. He's one of those... Uh, there's a type of player where pace will cover up a lot of sins and mm. see Gabriel Obertan for previous players like that that we've had. Yeah. I think he's just... He's good in certain games, but he's not... Good enough. Certainly not good enough for like a top half Premier League team. No, he's probably about our that. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, does Rondon have the hardest role, or is he always knackered at eighty because he's such a unit? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column yeah, B. Yeah, I think so. He gets battered all game, every game, and he batters people all game, every game. He has to be incredibly strong to hold up the ball for the two hours it takes for the rest of the team to catch up with play. Um, and yeah, he's a big. A, a big unit. So, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of both there. Daniel Jeekins asks, should we look into signing a new goalkeeper in the summer? Dubravka has arguably cost us four points in the last two games. Uh, no. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell. Paul, why, why do people have these thoughts in their I, I don't know if he has cost us four points in the last two games. You were talking about his saves against Wolves. I think some of those could have gone on. But he has had a... 
he is a worry at the moment. There's no arguing with that. I think this slide yeah, needs to be arrested. If you're a goalkeeper, you need to be able to have that level of concentration for 95 minutes. Yeah. The, the, but the thing is, he's he's saved his points on his own. Uh, he's kept us in games where a lesser keeper, we could have shipped three or four, and goal difference is key for, for our team. Um no, he's a very good keeper. Those kind of mistakes, um, one thing's for damn sure, I'm not expecting him to catch a ball in the 95th minute anymore. He will no. be punching that. He doesn't mind a punch. I think he was, I think in his head he was thinking, if I catch this, the game's over and we've won. Um, he should have just, you know, punched it out, but he was impeded. If, you know, had he not been impeded, he would have caught the ball. So, so um, no, we don't need another goalkeeper. Um, we definitely don't need a go- another goalkeeper. No, fair enough. I'm I'm inclined to agree, but I'm also I might change my mind in a month. Yeah. Andy Sheldon, regular contributor, asks: As it seems remarkably clear that Rafa will be off come the end of the season, if not sooner, who do you see as our next gaffer, or who would you like realistically? So not Pep. First of all, do you think it is remarkably clear we'll be off at the end of the season? There seems to be a feeling from the board that buying him Almiron is enough, and I'm not sure I share their confidence. I I agree that that's not necessarily enough, but I'm not as confident that he's going to go now. Um, And I think that's less about... Well, it's as much to do with... Um, finally buying a player um, for 20 million quid as it is Newcastle's likelihood of staying up. I think if we were, um, you know, bottom of the league, I think you'd be off at the end of the season. I think because we've signed a player for, a, you know, he's, he's on a decent length of contract. We spent a, a goodly amount of money on him. I think Benitez could be convinced to stay over the next... I think there's more of a chance than there was. I was certain before. Who who would you like to replace? And the reports at the weekend of Brendan Rodgers or David Wagner. I wouldn't like either of those two. Both of them are... um, I mean, Rodgers has done well at Celtic, but it's it's very easy to win that league with Celtic um, because they're the best team in that league with the biggest budget. By some margin, I mean Rangers are Rangers are improving rapidly, and Gerard seems to be doing a good job with them. But Rangers are the other biggest club in that league and are chasing them down. So I'm, I still I, like Rogers is fine, but no, I wouldn't necessarily want him. I wouldn't want Wagner. Totally different style of play to um, to Benitez, um, and he, you know, he's partly at fault for Huddersfield being rock bottom of the league on 11 points so no I wouldn't want either of those to be honest yeah. who, in terms of who I would want I have no idea because whoever comes in is going to inherit uh, a side that is bottom half of the Premier League with without Rafa Benitez's tactical acumen um, so I don't yeah. know I think we're there were gonna... a few more questions but we pretty much have to wrap it up now should we do a quick Oops. prediction for the Huddersfield game? 
Yeah, I think we're going to win 3 0. Whoa. Yeah. I think Almiron's going to score, and I think I'm going to be in love with him forever. I like your prediction. I'm going to go 2 0. I mean, Huddersfield do look doomed. Yeah. It, it would be typical of us to lose to them at home. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we've got a bit more about us now to actually take games. To other teams at home, our problem has been we're just set up to counter attack. You look at sort of long staff; he's a bit more expressive now. And yeah, Almiron, I think yeah. we should be able to control this. And I think we'll see better from the likes of Perez if he's on the pitch at the same time as Almiron. And yeah. I think we'll see better from the likes of um, Richie if he's playing and Barakas playing. And you know what I mean? Like now yeah. that we've got those two spots. Attacking midfield option and Miguel Almiron just changes. It makes our team so much more variable. We, you know, we can play with a four-four-two or a three-five-two or you know whatever. We can we can mix things up a bit more now. Yeah, I think I think you're right. The only major worry I've got is if Rondon gets injured at any point for the rest of the season. Touch wood then everywhere. I don't know what we do. We just play Hosselu. He'll bang in twenty goals a season, won't he? Well, on that note of positivity, <laughs> that we might as well wrap it up. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you, Paul. And thank you to you, the Natter listeners. Thank you, bye. Bye. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.